So we're going to continue talking about what a blessing, what an amazing gift it is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And as we follow Jesus together, there comes a moment where Jesus turns to us as with his disciples and he says, you are no longer like servants to me because I have shared with you all the things that I have received from my Father, I now call you friends. What a beautiful thing to be thought of as a friend of Jesus Christ, to be called one of his friends. And what that means is, is that Jesus can share the deepest things of his heart with you and me. And this parable touches on something that is deep in the heart of Christ. Have you noticed how many times in the gospel Jesus speaks about the end? How many times he speaks about the end and of the importance of being prepared, of being ready? Jesus loves us so much. His delight is to be in this relationship with us. And he does not want this relationship to end. He wants to be able to welcome us into this eternal heavenly wedding banquet. He does not want this relationship with him now to die. He doesn't want it to end. He wants to give us the vision that our faith longs for, to possess what our hope now yearns to possess. He wants us to know that love that will overflow and overwhelm our hearts in that heavenly banquet. And so out of love for us, he says, I want you to be ready. So he teaches us how to live this life in a way that prepares us, that makes us ready for that moment when God calls us out of this life. Whether that means my own death or whether that means the end of the world. You know, sometimes, you know, when I'm talking to my mother on the phone, we talk about different things, we talk about what's going on, and sometimes she'll say, Steve, do you think the end is near? Do you ever think about this? Do you ever wonder, is it, is it near? Of course, we don't know. But the important thing is what Jesus is saying to us, don't worry about when the end is, just be ready. And what does he say that we will need to be ready? Oil. Oil. 
And I want to say to Jesus, Jesus, give me lots of oil. If that's what I need to be ready, just fill me to the brim. So let's try to understand what this oil is, what this lamp, this flame, and the oil represent. In the rite of baptism, whenever a child is baptized, there is a prayer prayed that goes with the lighting of the candle. And next time we have a baptism here, I hope that we would all take special notice of this prayer that I'm going to share with you today. Here's the prayer. And it connects us to this parable. Parents and godparents, this light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. For this child of yours has been enlightened by Christ. And this child is to walk always as a child of the light. Now here's the connection with the parable. May this child keep the flame of faith alive in their hearts so that when the Lord comes, this child may go out to meet the Lord with all the saints in the heavenly kingdom. So, the flame of this lamp is faith. But what keeps that faith, that flame, alive? It's the oil. If there's no oil, the lamp goes out. So how do we keep our faith alive? St. James understood when he said in his letter, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. This is why St. John, in his letter, the first letter, he will say, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and those who have been begotten by God remain in love. And then here's the line that connects us to this message. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. The one who does not love remains in death. The oil in that lamp is love. It's charity. It's why St. Paul said, if I do all kinds of works, even if I've memorized the Bible, and I have all these gifts, if I have love, if I do not have love, I'm nothing. Faith without love is dead. Love is the life of faith. Love is the expression of faith. Love is the sign that my faith is alive. And so what this means in terms of my readiness for the moment when God invites me into the heavenly wedding banquet is I must live a life that perseveres in love. 
giving my life as I see on the cross, not trying to save my life, to protect it, to keep it to myself, but to give my life away generously all the way to the end. This is the sign that my faith is alive. And in our American culture, there are so many ways to live a selfish life, to allow our hearts, our lamps, to run dry. Just look at the challenge that we all face when it comes to the different forms of social media, screen time. Our screens may be getting wider, but that does not mean that our hearts are getting wider as well. How many of us have had the experience where we know that we have wasted time on the screen? This potential to love, to give our life, has been wasted by all this time that we sometimes spend on our screens. Now, some of that time can be spent in love when it's connecting with other people, when it's looking up things that will help me to serve the Lord. Yes, but all of us in our deepest honesty, we know that we also waste time. There were three moments last week where I had to make a choice. Was I going to live for myself or was I going to give my life? I have a Godson who lives in the cross. And of course, God has given to me. He's my responsibility. And as I was coming back from Sioux Falls on retreat, there was something I wanted to do that was kind of fun. You know, a little me time. And there's nothing wrong with that on occasion. But it has to be open to the Lord. And so charity was knocking on the door and God made it clear that he wanted me to go out of my way an extra hour and to visit my godson Ryan in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I didn't want to do this. I wanted to do this other thing. And God said, no, I want you to see him. And it was the most beautiful dinner that we had together, especially how God worked in that moment while we were sharing a burger. No, it was fish. It was Friday. We were having fish for dinner. I love to watch a good baseball game or a good football game. But you and I both know that sometimes those are the moments when charity knocks at the door. And there have been so many occasions where I had to choose, am I going to cling selfishly to watching this game and let my heart shrivel up, let my oil run dry, or am I going to give my life, let go of the, of the game and give my life in a particular way to someone who needs my love at that moment? And these are just a few examples of the choices of how we live our life now that matters for all eternity. Now, the last question is, if you and I need oil, where's the source? 
Where do we get it? The source of that oil is always and forever God. It's the heart of Jesus. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit, which means that anything that you and I do to connect deeply with God is going to be a moment of getting replenished. Prayer. Prayer is so important. If I'm going to be able to be a loving man, it is important that I pray every day. Otherwise, I will not be fun to be around. The Eucharist, every time we come to communion, Jesus is pouring his love into us, replenishing our lamps so that this love can overflow into the lives of others. Adoration. I can't tell you what a help that is for me to continue to be a loving man, to be a generous man in giving my life. Those hours of adoration before Jesus, they help me so much so that I have oil to burn all throughout the week. So my dear friends, this is what it means to be wise, to know that how I live now matters for eternity to not lose sight of the goal and to keep it in mind in how I live my life. So let us allow now our oil to be generously replenished so that all this week we can burn that oil upon each other. Amen.